Good morning, Tim. Appreciate your time as always. Yeah, we spoke uh, at the outset of the pandemic all those months ago, I don't know, a month or so in, and, and we wondered then, and you filled us in then, about the demand, which in, in some cases, some places had spiked, the 14 counties that are served, uh, served by the Food Bank of Northeast Georgia. What's the situation now compared to, I don't know, April or May? Well, I, I would say two things. I, I would say we're holding steady at about a 35 to 40 percent increase in demand for food across those 14 counties. It's going to be higher in some areas and lower in others, but pretty much steady in that 35 to 40 percent range. Um, but I would also say that I'm just extremely proud of my staff who, who responded immediately and adapted and pivoted and all the things that we've talked about to continue to meet that need. Um, we did not close. Uh, we did not shut down for a single day. Now, we, we had some people who worked from home because they could, because they had child care issues and school issues. Um, but, but they were committed to serving their neighbors in need. And so we've been doing the work. And, and you know, we've met that 40 percent demand without a 40 percent increase in incumbent staff. So that's, that's that's something to brag about as well. But we're, we're still pretty much at the same point, which is Sort of the motivation behind this help us help them, the need remains campaign. You know, the response in, in, in the immediacy of March, April, and May in terms of philanthropic giving to, to the food bank and other nonprofits was, was remarkable. Um, but we knew that would taper off, and it tapered off pretty dramatically in late June, early July. And so we just want to help folks remember that there are still folks in need in our service area. Yeah, and that's the uh, that's the name of the campaign, actually, Chuck Tony, the Food Bank of Northeast Georgia, the Help Us Help Them, the Need Remains campaign, looking to raise here $100,000 in this fundraising effort. How do you hope to do that? Well, we've reached out to some folks who've been generous in, in the recent past and, and asked them to give a little bit more. Well, we'll have a social media campaign. We'll do some media like we're doing with you. Um, we'll, we'll use every, every method we can to get the word out that we still have people to feed. As you said, there are still people who face those choices between paying the rent, buying prescriptions, paying the light bill, having transportation. And if we can take care of the food part of that, at least in a small part for them, um, that helps them with those other difficult decisions that they're facing. If somebody, Chuck Tony, if somebody stroked that check today, if somebody, okay, here's your $100,000, obviously you'd still want to raise more money because you never have, quote, unquote, enough. But if you had what you were asking for here, $100,000, if you had it today, how do you spend that money? What do you do with it? Um, we would primarily buy food, Tim. And, 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 you know, we talked about this before. We have access to markets through Feeding America and through food wholesalers who are generous to us where we can stretch. I always say I can stretch a dollar farther than a can of corn. Uh, the buying power of a dollar or ten dollars for us is, is tremendous. Ten dollars is almost 40 meals um, in terms of the food we can provide to a family to feed to feed themselves. So, so we would primarily buy food. Uh, in terms of what that looks like in sort of tangible terms, uh, that's about four tractor trailer loads full of food for us. Wow. Um, and that can, that can go a long way. You know, help me with something here, a little off topic, but maybe not too much. Uh, one of the things that I hear, whether it's anecdotal, intuitively I think it's probably accurate. I hear that restaurants, which some of which are, are still operating around here and then hopefully having some success, but one of the things that we hear is that restaurants kind of traditionally toss out food that isn't eaten, toss out food that isn't consumed, and it's food that could be used whether by the Food Bank of Northeast Georgia or some other entity. It's food that's going to waste. Uh, and I'm told there are laws and regulations that, that, that make it difficult for folks like the Food 
Bank of Northeast Georgia or the homeless shelter, whoever, to get access to that food. What, if any, insight do you have on that? Um, first of all, I would say that that is an issue. It's an issue in Athens. It's an issue across across the country. Uh, we are not actually licensed or set up to take, to take prepared food like that, but there are several organizations in Athens who do that. So, some of them are associated with the University of Georgia and driven by students. Um, others are driven by community citizens. I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank on the names, but there are two or three organizations that have those relationships um, with restaurants to take that prepared food, uh, store it appropriately and properly at temperature, and get it to people people who need it. So, I think in in Athens proper, uh, we do a pretty good job of making sure that very little of that food goes to waste. Yeah, I'm certainly hoping that, that laws and regulations aren't standing in the way, at least not in a prohibitive way, and that the folks can get access to some of that food. Meantime, back to the Food Bank of Northeast Georgia and your mission, and let's talk about maybe the most important thing here. Uh, you're Okay, you're off raising money, and absent somebody writing that single check for $100,000, you're going to look for a lot of smaller donations. How can folks make those donations? Um, they can go to our website, which is foodbanknega.org, um, and there's a donate button right at the top of that page, as you might suspect. So they can make a donation that way. They can also, if they prefer to simply mail a check, which a lot of people do, you have our contact information there and, and, and can send us a check. Um, the other way they can help uh, sort of a parallel to this coming up is our annual uh, The Hunger Bowl, which had, in the past has been a community-wide friendly food competition where groups um, uh, agreed to participate and, and generally in the past have collected actual food as well as funds. Um, obviously, we're not able to do as much um, actual food donation collection, um, but what we have um, created at the Food Bank is a virtual food drive. So on our website also, you can go and click on the virtual food drive, um, and it looks like a little grocery store. And so you pick some items from the shelf, you actually click and drag it and run it across the barcode scanner and it beeps and you put it in a bag and then that becomes a financial donation um, to the food bank. So that's how the Hunger Bowl is going to run this year as opposed to physical food drives with bins and people bringing cans and um, boxes of pasta and things like that. It's going to be more of a virtual fundraising drive than a food raising drive this year. You mentioned your staff earlier. How many folks? Uh, In the Athens office, we're uh, full-time staff at about 25. Um, Of course, we have our Clayton's uh, office, uh, Clayton branch as well, and we have five full-time staff there. What has really helped us, Tim, is that one of the hard decisions I had to make in late March was to suspend our volunteer program. Um, We are absolutely dependent on volunteers and have a strong uh, core of volunteers, community volunteers, retirees, uh, University of Georgia has been incredible. Um, but for the safety of everybody involved, them and us, we just didn't need people coming in and out of the building. And in a normal year, volunteer hours amount to about 24 full-time staff for us. So when you suspend that program, mm. um, when you think about things like food to kids bags and senior brown bags and getting those put together, inspecting food donations when we get food donations every single item has to be visually and physically inspected by somebody and and quickly any thoughts on when you might be able to resume the volunteers um 
I don't know that, but what's helped us out is the National Guard. So we mm-hmm. still have National Guard personnel on site um, who, who have filled in that gap, and that's been tremendous, and we're very grateful to Governor Kemp for, for approving National Guards for Food Bank. All right, uh, Chuck Tony, Director of Food Bank in Northeast Georgia. The website, foodbankneg.org, foodbankneg.org. Go there, make your contribution. Uh, the, the effort to raise $100,000 keep the food bank functioning. Chuck Tony, best of luck. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks. Thanks, Tim, as always. I appreciate it. Have a good day.